Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and cousin Brewski. The vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. It's another day, another dollar. The vocal minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski. He's still dollarless in this podcast universe. Say it's another day, and we're we're waiting for another dollar still. So <laughs> putting in that work, dude. Putting in Damn that work. It. That's right, Bruce. You got to put the work in, dude. I'm not expecting to make it overnight, but it's been you know it's been better part of a couple of decades <laughs> by now. Yeah. So come on, where's that money? Yeah. Show me the money. Follow us on various social media accounts. All of the good ones, of course. What are yeah. they? Well, let's see. We got YouTube. We got TikTok. We got Facebook, Twitter, X, whatever the hell that thing is called. Instagram? Uh, Instagram, and then something that's still out there called Threads. Called Threads? It's still uh, yeah. lagging in the polls, huh? It's out there, and everyone seems to have lost interest. And by yeah. the way, as soon as Twitter X starts charging, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. That is a slippery slope. I don't care if he charges a dollar a year. I'm not paying for social media. You know, the other thing that's going to happen is, is that you're going to lose a lot of fans, too, sports fans, because a lot of sports fans go to Twitter for sports news now. You oh, know, like, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's become a uh, platform for communicating all things from, uh, you know, presidential polls to sports to, you know, we don't want to pay for it, dude. You get us with ads. You're not going to yeah. get us to sign up for it. Come on. Yes. And it's a slippery slope. You start charging a dollar so you can prove you're not a bot. That's going to keep just going up and up and up. And they're already offering tiers and new subscribers now would have to pay to see anything like, no, F that done. It'll yep. be a nightmare, dude, because uh, think about how much time you put into building a history with a, a page of social media. Yeah. Like, if I lose one of my accounts right now, I mean, it's de- it's over uh, almost a decade and a half in some cases of, you know, history, memories, events, work. Absolutely. It's the only really reason I'm on Facebook is to archive my life and have all that, you know, that catalog there. So, yes, Zuck, please don't start charging, bud, because I will walk away from you. And, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a whole bunch of dead stuff there that I, I don't want dead. So, Elon Musk was uh, making the rounds. He was on uh, Joe Rogan, maybe, I don't know, Joe Rogan's podcast about a week ago or so. But uh, they uh, Rogan engaged him about the Zuckerberg Musk uh, cage match fight. Like what happened with it? Why did it die down? And uh, Musk realized he would lose. Musk started talking crap again. He was like, "I told Zuck. He kept calling him just Zuck. I told Zuck anywhere, anytime, any day. But it needs to be in a cage. And I've actually got people that have stepped up and said we can do it inside the Roman Colosseum. And he will not meet me there." Please. I mean, first of all, I'm sure he could buy the Coliseum and do whatever he wants there. So he's not liquid enough to buy that. <laughs> well, but he's buddies with the Saudis. You're always telling us. So uh, this get is the money. true. Do you this think he could true. rent it? Maybe. Maybe. Throw kid parties there, I think. Although there is one other thing we need to remember. <laughs> sure. Zuckerberg just tore his ACL. Ah, darn it. Zuck's out of the game. I mean, Zuck's actually been training and working out. Apparently entered some tournament anonymously and won the thing. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, no, he looks more like a guy who sits down with serious, uh, you know, I don't know. Is he jujitsu or I don't know what he practices, B- but BJJ probably. 
Is that blowjob job? No, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, jiu-jitsu, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we all know you'll kick his ass, so heal up and get to it, Zuck. Uh, all right, yeah, Nick Steve Brewski on the show here, and uh, Brewski is the, the giver of gifts. He's like one <laughs> of the wise men that delivers frankincense and mirth, whatever that is. Yeah, you're right. Right. <laughs> but uh yeah i'm uh, i'm excited to say this uh this week at the harness house we had a big package arrive here uh from none other than cousin brewski for oh. my, uh, for my son crosby oh it was a son present only testing for mr testing right there so yeah i think this may come up on the show actually right didn't we talk about this the uh, brewski had found a, a, a i don't know thrift shop to- early on in the podcast yeah on the goodwill site he found uh he sent us a guitar that he had found and he knew that crosby had just started playing guitar Yes, indeed. So, uh, yeah, Brewski's, uh, Brewski's always thinking of others, always sending <laughs> off nice little packages. And so, yeah, so this box shows up in my house and uh, I call Crosby out and I'm like, Hey dude, come on out here. And he comes out of his video gaming hole and he's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, go check out that package over there. And you know, this box, you can't fold up a guitar. So it's guitar length and guitar size. It's a big yeah. box. And he's just like, what is that? I'm like, go look at the label. And he looks at the label, and the first thing he says is, can I say your name, Brewski? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, he's like, who's Jason Fisher? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Oh, that's Brewski, yeah. And I'm like, that's Brewski. He's like, why do you call him Brewski if his name is Jason? And I'm like, that's a whole different story, dude. We yeah. focus on what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah. Then he reads the next line, which is, it said something like Jason Fisher, a.k.a. Cousin Brewski. Yeah. So he's like, "What? why? Why? What? Okay. Uh, so he opens up the box and I told tear, him and tear into it or was it a nice delicate opening? No, it was more like, am I diffusing a bomb here? Like his dad's setting <laughs> me up for something because he kind of hesitantly was cutting it open and looking inside. And he peels off the first like layer of bubble wrap and he's like, there's a guitar in here. I'm like, yeah, right. He's like, Brewski sent me a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did, dude. And I'm yes, like, yeah. I said, you know, Brewski's a big, you know, he does thrift stores and you know, yeah. you know, Goodwill pawn shops, and he he found a guitar and he thought of you. I said, you know, Brewski loves that you're always defending him as, uh, you know, Brewski deserves you know more attention and stuff on the show. And, and Crosby's like. I'm going to make a t-shirt that says justice for brewski. (laughs) (laughs) This brewski deserves more. He gave me a guitar. Like, (laughs) dude, bring it on out of there. So he starts unpackaging uh, the box and gets the whole guitar out. And yeah, I mean, he was wide eyed of like, this is a guitar. It's (laughs) mine, dude. It's my guitar. It's pretty cool. And, I was like, listen, dude. I said, yeah, no, it's it's a super nice thing he did. I was like, you know, Brewski's really into handwritten notes, so we're going to have to, like, you know, actually get out the quill and ink. And no, he doesn't just... have to do that. That's, that's okay. <laughs> uh, he's going to do he it. my note? Well, so, first of all, I told him, we're going to write Brewski a little thank you note, but I don't have paper. Like, I, I have scrap paper around the side. <laughs> I have, like, paper to write a note on. So. Nice paper, lined paper. You no, know, no, no, no. I, I wrote it on copy paper. My note says to you and Crosby. Yes. Let's so, just spray it with some cologne, dude, and use copier paper. It'll be fine. Right. So then Bruce, or, uh, my son, Crosby, as I'm explaining all this about Brewski, he finds the handwritten note that goes along with the guitar. And yeah. he's like, hey, you're right. He is in handwritten note. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the note says. Like, go ahead and start reading it. So he opens it up. He's like, he's kind of like, just kind of mumble reading. He's like, uh, Nuno 
Bot Biden, who, like I'm like, is there a reference to Nuno Betancourt in your letter? <laughs> yes, I can probably say that there was. Right, yeah. I'm like Nuno's a guitar player. He plays Washburns. That's you know, I'm trying to explain the uh, you know the, yeah, the yeah. to him. Uh, and then he's like, he keeps kind of reading and mumbling. He's like, what's Bill and Ted? Who are who are Bill and Ted? Oh, he's too young, dude. You've <laughs> dropped the ball, Arnas. He doesn't know who Bill and Ted is. No. And I realized like Bill and Ted is in this black hole of old movies. Like, I don't ever see that on, you know, the yeah. platforms and whatnot. And I was like, listen, son, you know, before Neo <laughs> was in the Matrix, he was a stoner, you know, uh, excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. In a time traveling movie where he's a stoner surfer dude. My son's just like, there's a lot of references in this letter that I don't seem to you know, be picking up on. But yeah. It's vast as a vault of those references, young Crosby. Well, Bruce and I have said the problem with dating, you know, out there in the world is people, if they're younger, don't seem to pick up on all the references. Right. Yeah. So I was uh, dissecting some of the references for him. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. But no, dude, I mean, he thought it was amazing. And uh, I told him, like, you know, dude, if you want to, you know, put stickers on this thing, you want to slap some paint, like, you can, you can have yeah. it. It's your guitar. Like, customize it. Do what you want. And, yeah, of course. Yeah. And he was like, really? Like, I've always wanted a green guitar. I'm like, Let's paint it then. Let's put some stuff up here. Like, you know. Yeah, do it. So he's super excited to customize this thing. And uh, it immediately inspired him to, you know, to bust out the guitar. It worked okay, right? Yeah, absolutely. I I thought about that after the fact. Like, wait a minute. I didn't test that before I sent it. Yeah. Because I don't have an amp or anything here. I mean, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's functioning. Oh, good, good, good. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yes. I love that. Justice for Brewski. He wants uh, <laughs> more attention for the great gift giver, Cousin Bruce. I got to see that T-shirt, dude. Well, I mean, we should all sincerely be wearing uh, you know, T-shirts that say Justice for Brewski. I love it, dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get them made. There you go. <laughs> So yeah, big hit. Uh, He was very taken aback in a, you know, flattering sort of way of like, wow, like Brewski. I told him like, you know, everyone feels like they know you from the show and, you know, he knows you're playing and came across this and thought of you and yeah, yeah, he he was humbled by it. I thought it was super cool. And he's very excited to be able to have a guitar that he can do what he wants with. Cause I told him, you don't customize any of my guitars. I'm loaning. (laughs) No, you, you have the really nice ones. Right. Until I die, that's still my guitar you're playing. So, (laughs) So, so Good the, the, the love was it. felt for Brewski in the Harness House this week. So, well, let's give him one of these. Oh, now you are a champion. <laughs> yes, indeed. Do you know what he sent me? Because, well, I didn't just send it to me. Uh, first of all, he sent Rachel. What, <laughs> what Brewski Claus sent you guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we got a package uh, with uh, a Life magazine. Who's on the cover, Brewski? That would be President Eisenhower. Well, General Eisenhower. Yeah, and why do, would you send that to Rachel? Because she's a big fan of the former president and his wife, Mamie Eisenhower. See, that's the thing about Brewski is he remembers uh, you. Anyone wants a friend like Brewski who remembers like small details from conversations and stores them in the vault. When RBG died, uh, you, you know, Brewski knew Rachel was a huge fan. So not only did he find this magazine uh, that had a great artwork on the cover, but he actually sent it in to rbg ruth bader ginsburg people and tried to get it signed to rachel 
And they wrote back and said, like, uh, she doesn't do that anymore and everything. But I got the note that they wrote back to him, which is cool. But she's got that in a frame in her office. It's cool, dude. That's funny. Was Eisenhower the president at the time of that Life magazine? Is it that old? I'm saying, like, yeah, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's it's from the 50s. Well, I mean, I have a a huge collection of Life magazines from 1938 till about 1949 or so. No. Um, I'm trying to complete every year for all that. It's it's a lot, dude. But, we were looking. I mean, the artwork. First of all, the magazine's in great shape, so all the artwork stands and holds true, and it's got some really cool artwork in it. But then the advertisements and stuff like that are also <laughs> fun to look at. So, uh, he sent that to Rachel. Then he sent me a postcard from Graceland, and <laughs> it was for Elvis's meatloaf. With uh, also a handwritten note on there. And then I got a little guitar pick from the Stax Museum that you went to, which yep. was awesome. And uh, I got a magnet. Uh, oh, well, yeah. That. I'm trying. Uh, it was. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Off the whiskey the jug head. one. Yeah. Whiskey jug. And then I got a sticker. And what does it say, Brisky? Darn tootin. Darn tootin. <laughs> I got a little. Have any Sam uh, on there? No, but yeah, no, it's just one of those things that you see in a store. I thought of Nick right away when I saw it. So that's why I grabbed it. It's <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, we're yes. thankful, Brewski. Uh, oh, yeah. As always, great gifts. But yeah. it's fun to do that kind of thing. You know, it just is. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. It's some good karma. Speaking <laughs> of guitar picks you just mentioned, I saw something the other day. It was so hilarious. A musician friend of mine posted. Um, some could, some pick company out there is making picks, and the name of the pick is Dick. So they're oh. Dick Picks. <laughs> oh, wow. That's clever. <laughs> and my musician friend had a handful of them. He's like, yeah, I'm just sharing a bunch of Dick Picks with you. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's so great. funny, dude. Well, that's good marketing right there. I'll, I'll order Dick Picks. So, <laughs> you know. Yes. Oh, yes, man. you will. So you never know what will offend out there, and you never know what will intrigue people, which – Brings me to my next topic, quite frankly. We are always lamenting conservatives out there. And I don't know. We've tried to formulate ways to maybe bridge the gap, ways to talk to them. I know we've tried to explain some of the cult-like things they're in, the brainwashing going on in conservative media. I don't know. So far, it's not working. Have you converted anyone yet? Uh, I have got people to uh, take a little in, not completely convert, but you know, to take in some different ideas and views on life and just is never completely successful yeah that's my first day philosophy by the way just take a little in just the tip is what we tell you to yeah. do right? <laughs> right yeah well let's see we are rolling into the holidays and it's a classic problem of what do you do with your crazy uncle the crazy aunt at the thanksgiving table how do you avoid yeah. or how do you address it or whatever so i, I came across this article it talks about things that you should not ever be saying to your Republican family and friends. So maybe right. if we learn what not to say, maybe we learn what to say or what to avoid. And I don't know if I agree with all of these things or not. So. Something tells me these are all going to be the important things that need to be said. But yeah, we can't say them because they'll freak out. Right. The first thing on the list that they say you should not be saying to your Republican family or friends is you're just brainwashed by Fox News. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is one I mean, of the truths we're trying to get out there, you know? Yeah. 
But it's like uh, talking to one of your kids. That's how you have to look at it. Is you have to ease into these things. You can't just, you know, start with, you're brainwashed. I hate that we have to take baby steps with our conservative friends and family, but Fox News is brainwashing. They call themselves fair and balanced to trick you. They're not. They know they're not. It's propaganda. But I feel like if we could just explain that to people, they'd be like, oh, I'll stop watching Tucker then or, or whoever's on Hannity or whatever, you know? Like, But no. You know what Trump said, dude? I love the poorly educated. And that's exactly why, you know. Gawker actually many years ago had a great article that I go back to and I I share with people a lot. And it was called uh, Roger Ailes Blueprint for Fox News. And they actually have the handwritten notes that he wrote when he was working for Richard Nixon in the White House about Mm -hmm. a TV news network. And it's handwritten notes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He saw years ago the influence of the media and of repetition of advertising. And he thought, what if there was a news network that only sung our praises and our talking points over and over? Just like uh, Jeff Bezos laid it all down on a cocktail napkin. And now we have (laughs) Amazon. You know, that's just how it all started. I mean, it was planned very, very, very well. Yeah, this article says, uh, telling them that they're brainwashed by Fox News. Uh, this comment shuts down open dialogue faster than Aunt Edna could say, pass the gravy. Uh, the accusation <laughs> assumes that your relatives can't think for themselves, which is insulting. It's always better to say nothing than to say this. Hmm. I just don't know if I agree. Like, I feel like I got to explain to people that you're, you're being brainwashed, but no one uh, in the cult wants to hear they're in the cult, right? Listen, yeah. that can come into the conversation at some point. But, yeah, I, I don't think you can start with it because, yeah, they will shut down real quick and just be like, oh, we're having one of those conversations. But if you can prove a few things to them, like that radio host we were talking about that had been in the cult for a couple of years and was reading a story and acknowledged in the middle of the story that, oh, I'm in a cult. Oh, my gosh, this is terrible. Like, I think you got to get them there with a few big things to show them like you don't see this huh it's kind of like a drug addict or an alcoholic you you know they say you can't snap them out of it they have to hit rock bottom on their own and see the light you know right uh, but yeah it's a frustrating bottom one of the other things we talk about on the show a lot and brewski you bring this up of like what's this whole you know take my country back or get back to the good old days like what are they really talking about there what i think they mean is they want to go back to before we even had things like african-american being able to vote and and women and women having to have permission from their father or their husband to have a bank account and and things like that yes so the next thing they say is do not say well you must be racist if you support these policies i mean they are racist sexist policies but they're saying don't point that out (laughs) don't tell hard i mean and maybe these are not don't point out because you have to do it at some point maybe these just aren't lead-offs I guess you know, it says blanket accusations in. of racism will only result in hurt feelings and maybe a face full of pumpkin pie. Political affiliations don't define one stand on race equality. I don't know that I believe that in this day and age. Here, when I see most of these people that say, you know, I want to let's make this country great again, that type of thing. The very least of their things in their mind are let's make this nation white dominant again. You know what I mean? Like you see all these stories of like, oh, in 10 years, you know, like uh, white people are going to be the minority. And that scares the crap out of those people, you know? Yeah. 
It's a lot of fear mongering on that side from uh, from gay people, transgender to politics. To, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And isn't shouldn't that be an admission of guilt? If you feel that way, if you like, you know, well, I don't want more black people than white people in this country. Shouldn't that be an acknowledgement that you treat them differently than you treat white people? Yes, you clearly yeah. look at them differently and it has to be negatively. Otherwise, why would you care if they're equal or greater in numbers? Right. I mean, this article seems to be saying, tell someone they're on fire without pointing out the flames. Like, it seems to me like, hey, you're on fire is the quickest way to get through to them. But Or just, you know, a stop, drop, and roll. But you should stop yeah, and drop. Stop. <laughs> roll if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm not forcing you or anything. You know. No. So, yeah, don't point out that their policies are based on race. And the next thing they say is don't tell them that you're greedy and you only care about rich people. Because obviously your Republican relatives are just twirling their villainous mustaches while counting their gold coins, right? Well, I don't know that I like who wrote this article because, again, how do you not point out that, that there's greed in so many of these things and racism in so many of these things? It's what there are. These are really tough subjects, but at the same time, there are conversations that have to be had sometimes. You yeah. know, I don't yes. think that we, like Nick said, I don't think you lead in with it, but if the opening is there, Maybe right. you kind of get in there, you know? Listen, maybe with coworkers, but this the article is about friends and family. There should True. be enough of a, a foundation there that we can speak realistically, right? Uh, when I have conversations with my brother, I always say uh, that he's a, he's a conservative. And when we have conversations, uh, it's a fantastic opportunity for both of us to be able to have conversations with somebody and say all the things we need to say and uh, walk away still loving each other because we're trying to have a productive conversation. And that can be had with a lot of people. So when I do talk to my brother about that, I mean, I can't tell you guys how many times that the argument of like, he'll say, I got more money in my bank account. You know, I like to have more money in my bank account. And I've said like, that little amount of more money in your bank account is worth like human rights, like the the trade off is worth it. Yeah. And there's certain things that he says yes about. Yeah. Like that's not my problem. Yes. Well, at least he's being honest about it then. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, this article is written by somebody named Kendall Morgan, who uh, Bruce, I don't know if you can Google her or whatever, I but I'd be willing to bet this woman's got to be conservative or married to like she's clearly trying to defend conservatives. Oh, you yeah, liberals, yeah. take it easy on them. Don't call them out on their stuff. The next one is don't tell them that they're against progress. Again, labeling us as, you know, liberal progressives, like they try to demonize progress. And that's what being a liberal is, is being progressive. And conservative, by definition, is being against progress. Conservative, hold back, stay the same. Why don't try that in a small out? town. I mean, it is. It is. Let's keep things how they were. Like right. things have gotten too out of control. That's uh, their whole platform. Make America great again, meaning go backwards to where it used to be. And when you ask those idiots that say that, uh, when was America great? Was it like uh, during slavery? Was it when women couldn't vote? Like, yeah, if you didn't point out those things to make them look stupid, they would say, yes, like, let's go back to the 50s. Let's go back to the 40s. You know, it's the definition between being liberal and being conservative. Liberals are progressive. And yes, conservatives don't want that kind of progress. So. I'm not sure how to bridge any of these gaps if you're not willing to point out that, hey, that's a little racist. It's a little greedy. That's anti-progress. Like, 
Yeah. Maybe the conversation is more of like, you know, having an actual looking for a back and forth to say, like, how do you consider what's happening or happened, you know, with Donald Trump as progress? Like yeah. and, and, and honestly, listen to their answer, because progress to them is different, obviously, than it is to a lot of us. Wow. So that's a great point right there. And this article says, labeling someone is against progress suggests that your idea of progress is the only valid one. But what is their definition of progress? Yeah. I mean, so many times Republicans are asked, like, well, what do you stand for? They don't seem to stand for things. They stand against things, which, again, is being mm -hmm. anti-progress. So, okay, conservatives, what's your definition of progress? Can't be going backwards. That's antithetical to what progress would be. This is what I want, all right? I want to leave my front door unlocked. I want to have as many guns as I can without any questions because it is my right. I <laughs> yeah, want to that's be progress. Able... <laughs> I'm adding more guns to my collection. Okay. I want to be able to enjoy lemonade on the porch swing, dude, as the sun goes down and my kids can stay out after dark. These are all the things that I want. And I hear in black. San Francisco, you're going to get mud. Well, you don't freaking live in San Francisco, so stay in your porch in Alabama and enjoy your lemonade. That's the greatest yeah. thing about our country, dude, is there is a town for everybody. You know, you don't like it, you can move and you find another town that has more of those values, a low crime rate, a low this, a low that, like you can move around. Isn't that why we have red and blue states? Because like-minded people seem to group together. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because when I was with Jen, her dad was saying that as soon as they're able to retire, they were going to move to Idaho because that's where people thought like them politically. And there's a lot of people that have done that that I know, even from my own community, uh, that have made that move to Texas or to Idaho, stuff like that. And I say, arrivederci. Uh, you know, we went back to uh, a lot of liberal people said, if Donald Trump becomes the president, I'm moving to Canada. I'm leaving the country. And uh, Republicans got so pissed and said, like, you know, good luck. See you later. Get out of our country. Blah, blah, blah. But now, when all this stuff is happening with Joe Biden, they're like, I got to get out of here. I got to move. Well, if you go, you have that opportunity to do it. But don't talk about it because you made fun of everyone else for expressing what they, how they felt that way. Yeah. Wasn't there an, a story sometime back where I think it was Viktor Orban in Hungary was offering MAGAites they wanted to move to Hungary, that they'd be welcome there. And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Something like how, that. How many people did it? None, of course. Zero. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the next thing on this list, and again, these are things you're not supposed to say to your Republican family and friends. All Republicans are the same. As we all know, nothing says I'm open-minded, like lumping millions of people into a single category. The statement is a stereotyping trap. Is it or is it a factual comment? You know, Bill Maher once famously said that not all Republicans are racist, but all racists are Republicans. Yeah. So I think there is something to aligning yourself with a political party. You're aligning with a set of beliefs, so... I'm not saying you're 100% the same, but you're all in the same boat, literally. I'd be a hypocrite if I uh, didn't agree with that. I've said the same thing about Catholics for years, you know, like all Catholics aren't the same, you know. And sure. so, yeah, I'd be a hypocrite. Uh, there's got to be Republicans out there, again, like my brother, because that's my closest Republican that I know I can at least have conversations with. There's some that are never going to change their mind. There are some that are like, yeah, I'm going to bite the bullet and vote for Joe Biden. So I think there's a rainbow of Republicans, for lack of a better term. 
Yeah, but here's my pushback on that, because I hear Republicans a lot say, listen, I don't like a lot of what Donald Trump does, but I got my tax cuts and my conservative judges. No, you're now willing to sacrifice your morals for the stuff you do want. So silence is violence. Silence is complacent. Silence is going along with the people in your party. So I don't care if you actually don't like Trump. If you're still supporting him, then, yeah, you're just as bad as the others. Silence is violence, dude. (laughs) That's incredible, dude. That just blew my mind. Silence is violence. Yeah, speak up or you're just right. as bad. It's like the be- it's the good cop that won't out the bad cop. You're what a is- bad cop now if you don't out the bad one. You're just as bad as him for not calling him out. What does our own Brewski always say? If you see something, say something. You can't be quiet. Silence is violence, dude. Yeah. So I would argue you all are the same because you're not well, outing the bad Republicans. I will say that just to push back just a little bit on this. There used to be this thing about Northeast Republicans. You know, Northeast Republicans were fiscally conservative, but they weren't trying to ban abortion or or anything like that. Yeah. The last two Republican governors that we had here in Massachusetts, Charlie Baker and uh, Bill Weld. Charlie Baker, who was last governor before we got the new one, he actually had a lot of Democrats voting for him because... He was that guy, that guy where, yeah, he was conservative as far as taxes and fiscal policy, but he also supported abortion rights here in Massachusetts. And Chris Christie is a great example of the person we're talking about right now. This is a Republican, has a lot ah. of things about him that I don't like, but uh, on the same token, he is standing up and saying, this well, is madness. But the yeah. problem with Christie is that he has an axe to grind against Trump, whereas in my example with Charlie Baker, he had actual policy differences with Trump. Right. right. You and know, by the way, on this notion that not Republican, all Republicans are not the same, most people nowadays who are the old school Republicans, they don't call themselves that anymore. Because they they're conservatives. They, yeah, or they're just, you know, they're whatever. They don't, they don't want to call themselves, or they call themselves a traditional Republican like we were talking yeah. about. Because yeah. they know that a Republican right now is a mega, and they don't want to be that. So if you're calling yourself a Republican in this day and age, you are on that team, you are in that camp, and you are all basically the same. These days, yeah. I mean, for the most part. Yeah. What about a Liz Cheney, dude? She still is, except she's got a problem with Trump. She's the same thing as as Chris Christie. She's got an axe to grind against Donald Trump. She still supports all the other things that the Republicans support. She's the one also keeps coming out talking about that they do abortions after the birth of the baby, which is bullcrap. That doesn't happen at all. So there's a lot of things that, that she still spouts, but she just has a problem with Trump. So that's more of a personal act to grind uh, than a policy difference. All right. Yeah, I see your point, dude. Uh, Have you found anything on this author, Kendall Morgan? I'm looking. I'm not finding anything. All right. She might not be famous enough because I'm just the political bias she's showing. in this is just blaring at me. The next one on this list is don't tell Republicans that you must hate the environment. Nothing says happy holidays like implying your loved ones (laughs) actively support the apocalypse. Just because someone is Republican doesn't mean they don't care about the environment. But again, your entire party doesn't seem to. They seem to be anti-science, anti-regulation of, uh, you know, polluting companies. They don't seem to give a crap about science behind it. So Mm. how can I not think that you don't like the planet? As I've said before, if I'm debating a Republican on climate change, if I'm wrong, the worst thing we did is clean up the planet. If you're wrong, you destroyed the earth. 
Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I don't think you're a big fan of the planet. No. It's funny, dude, because uh, there are so many climate change deniers, and I've never met one that's a Democrat. I mean, I've never met one that's a Democrat. Exactly. Uh, Shane Gillis has a great bit that he's doing on stage right now that's so funny. He's, it's a, a story about Fox News dads and about when he goes home, you know, he watches Fox News with his dad. And one of the things he says in there is like, my dad is so straight. All he talks about is eating pussy and fracking. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> fracking. Yes. My brother talks about fracking all Republicans. Yeah. I mean, we look at the world different. That's for sure. But most of our stuff is based in scientific facts. Yes. I've said that a zillion uh, times. Liberalism is logic. To be liberal is to be logical. It's to believe in science, treating people fairly. It's not ideology. We base it on something. And if you can show me my facts are wrong, I'll change my stance on something. Sure. You can't do that with somebody's ideology. You can't convince them anything's wrong. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Who did she write this article for? I am finding this on media feed, but her bias it seems clear. So. Uh, so, again, here, these are things you're not supposed to say to Republican uh, friends or family. And she says the next one is just don't tell them that they're voting against their own interests. This is a classic, classic thing with Republicans that back, I believe, in the Nixon days, the Southern strategy, wasn't that him? Yeah. He's convinced masses to somehow vote against their own interests. This is a documented political phenomenon that people in poor areas would be better off voting for Democrats. But for some reason, they don't because they're pro-life or whatever dumb little you know, pet project they like of one Republican thing. It's a phenomenon. It actually well, is. I mean, they have uh, we saw it with Trump, like people in West Virginia that have been on food stamps for years, you know, voting for Trump. I've got a person that I know who is a major Trumper and has been on disability food stamps, Obamacare has an Obama phone. I mean, he might as well mark it all off the list, and he continuously has voted for Trump. And, uh, yeah, they're talking about voting against your own interests. I don't know how we can't point that out. That's you. You shouldn't be offended. You should thank me and say, oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. Right. Those things are in that person's interest. This woman says uh, it is presumptuous and implies that you know what's better for them than they do. Uh but of course, access to food, health care, <laughs> like that. Yeah, that is good for people. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to stand by that statement. Again, yeah, I absolutely. mean, in West Virginia, one of the uh, strongest places taken over by the opioid crisis. Like uh, you think that the Republicans are setting up uh, drug counseling for you and, and getting you into rehab, all that stuff while you can't work anymore because you're going through rehab. You think they're giving you the welfare check? No. The next thing on this list, this woman says, and again, I just, I'm feeling her bias coming through here. This is a woman. She says, do not say to conservatives that you must not care about women's rights because clearly your loved ones are all secretly plotting to set feminism back a hundred years. But what are the Republican stances against abortion? Uh, they're talking about the good old days and it always goes back to when women couldn't vote and lock her up and all this, you know, anti-woman stuff they came up with Hillary. Like, how can I not think that? Grab him by the puss, dude. Come on. Right. Right. You found her. Yeah. You found her? Is she a Republican conservative? I found her on the site called Muckrack. It says, Kendall Morgan, contributor, Culture Map, Dallas, Arts and Entertainment, U.S., equally devoted to grammar and glamour. And as a matter of mm -hmm. fact, the second article 
written here, she wrote that seven days ago is the one that Steve's quoting from right now. Well, so maybe she's dipping her toe into politics and uh, yeah, seems to be backfiring slash completely insincere. I mean, she's I just was, talking down to liberals here. Maybe she's telling you things that she has tried that have backfired on her in these conversations. Oh yeah, truth hurts. So I get it. Doesn't mean we should stop selling the truth. It's a tough one, dude. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I feel like you're right or not. And I on that's honest. I don't know if you're right or not. Uh, well, the correct I answer have, probably is not to discuss these things at all, right? Ooh, and I found her on Twitter, too. I don't know, because I have a friend, dude, that is very liberal. He's transgender. And a lot of his posts that he talks about are like, you know what? If you still have friends or family member in your life right now that are Republicans, like you've had the conversations, like pull out from them. If you don't pull out at this point from those friends and family, silence is violence. And I don't, uh, I have a hard time with that one. I do. I have a hard time because I feel like I'm not supporting him. And I have a hard time because I'm going to have to, you're, you're telling me to leave family members behind. I don't know if you should leave them behind, quote unquote, but you're not going to convince them. So what's the point of ruining Thanksgiving, right? I mean, what he's saying is like, you know what? If you associate with people like that, if you support people like that, even in, you know, call in, tell you have a bad day, like write those people out. They don't deserve any of your time or support because they are against everything that I stand for. Yeah, that's tough, dude. I mean, friends i probably would disassociate with if they were staunch conservatives because what do we have to hang out and you know associate with but agree family members you know you can't pick your family so no it's not, true not sure what you're hoping maybe if it's a younger generation you might be able to sway them in one direction or the other but your age or older like, good luck you're just messing up christmas a friend that you guys know that is uh, uh kind of a friend of the show she listens to all our podcasts and i don't want to say her name but she recently hillary Clinton. yeah that's who it is she <laughs> recently wrote to her mother her mother is a republican and they spend time together obviously like she comes into town to see her they spend a couple of weeks at a time or whatever and she's a liberal and a lesbian and she sat down and lamented for a long time about writing this letter to her mother that basically said like these things really bother me you know when you say Talk about transgender people like, I don't know what he, she is doing. Like, when you say those things, like, they really, really bother me. And I want to continue, obviously, to have a good relationship. So if you could show me a little respect on that side. But she lamented for a long time about writing this letter. And is my mom going to be like, I can't do those things for you. You know, that's pretty messed up. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, finding any consistency in her Twitter posts? No, and I, and I think that I, I think that I'm leaning towards what Nick has said about she's trying to save people from doing these things. Well, first of all, she retweeted something from Diane Feinstein, and everything else beyond that. There's no other political posts. It's all like arts and entertainment type stuff. But I looked at the people she follows, and it's quite a bit of liberal folks, including Greta Thunberg and and so forth. This article should just be what I said. Just don't talk politics. Like, what can you say to a Republican that's not going to shut them, you know, shut down the conversation? Truth. That is so true. Right. So I don't know. But the next thing she says don't say to the conservatives is you're anti-science. Don't tell them that. Even though their views on 
climate, their views on pollution, their views on religion. <laughs> it's all anti-science. They even say themselves that there's a scientific cabal out there and they're trying to corrupt you. Like, that is anti-science. I can't call a spade a spade. From every angle, I mean, uh, to the argument of when a fetus becomes a, a life, you know, I mean, from every angle, they a lot of these conservatives deny actual actual science right not junk science actual science yeah yeah that's why we don't have many conservatives in our life to be honest with you you know and there was a day and i don't know if this country ever goes back to when i was being raised my parents always told me don't talk politics and and the majority of people respected that i never knew i mean you could tell from time to time oh they're really into this this and that they must be a republican or whatever but you didn't know we didn't hang flags outside our house to say i'm a patriot right yeah this is a a problem i've uh, i've dealt with a lot and there are some people who i assume are conservative so i just don't go there because i just like i just i still want to go ride a dirt bike with you i don't want to know about your politics and that's just it's kind of sad but yeah we're at silence is violence dude i mean come on yeah. We got some t-shirts we're printing off today freedom for <laughs> what was it freedom for brewski no uh, justice 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 for brewski violence is violence. <laughs> oh blue no matter who <laughs> yes you are a champion we should open a clothing store here we should merch coming soon all right the next one on the surface i think is is i would agree with and it's rude but when you get down to it i don't know if it's wrong uh, the, she says, don't say to your conservative friends and family, how can you be a Republican and claim to be a good person? Now, we all do know Republicans who I would argue, hey, you're a good person. You're a little misguided on some of these things. But it's a pretty valid point when you're against science, when you're against minorities, when you're against immigration, when you're like all of these things. Like, yeah, you still feel you're a good person, though, huh? Even though you discriminate openly against so many categories in this world. You know, on the other side of that coin, though, there are going to be all those people who pop out and say, I am for I'm not against immigration. I'm for legal immigration. Yeah. Uh, and I don't understand I, or accept any of the nuance in that of people fleeing, you know, violence and mayhem right. and murder. Like, I don't. Yeah, there are no shades of gray. Immigration, black and white. Yeah. Wouldn't that be like saying like, well. But Hitler used to volunteer at the soup kitchen. I mean, he's not all bad. <laughs> yeah, okay, but you're mainly bad. So on a yeah. scale of one to seven, dude, how bad was Hitler? <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a two point six. I don't know. What is seven good or bad? That seven's oh. bad. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's normally a seven, but when he's volunteering at the soup kitchen, then yo, know, he's a one. I mean, come on, that day, that time. Yeah, he fed the hungry. <sighs> Yeah, this list is bothering me. Uh, the next one, you're, don't tell them that they're anti-immigrants. Like you just said, like, oh, they're for legal immigration, but are they? Are they really? <laughs> yeah, and I'm not against legal immigration myself, but do you know what it takes to legally immigrate? How not long the process lot. is uh, and, yeah. and what goes into it? And I get it. You're into that. You want everyone to do it the right way, but th the world is not as such. All right. I mean, I always say to my brother or anyone I care about that's a Republican, like you're telling me that right now, if you were in a position to only flee violence, mayhem and murder on your family, that you would be like, yeah, got to do it legally. Right. Like you're telling me that. No, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. 
No, it's yeah. this myth that everyone illegally immigrating must be a drug dealer or a terrorist or something. Yeah. And you're going to tell me, like, you've seen these Karen videos where the woman at McDonald's is like, go back to Mexico, learn to speak English. So if I pointed out to that woman, oh, that guy did it legally, she'd be like, oh, never mind. Then you're good. Come on so, in. I'm like, so sorry. No, <laughs> she just doesn't want immigrants, period. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, and- we have to pool you together you know uh that's that's the risk of being a republican right now it's because the majority of you think this way so you are going to be looped in with them and if you don't like it then it's time for you to make a change dude yeah if you don't like the people that are making you look bad well maybe you don't hang out with those people so right. associate with them if you go to a party and you don't like the people do you stay there i no. usually go home dude I mean, well, okay, but if there's an open bar, maybe I'll stick around <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. But no, I'm not going to stick around all night now. Well, that makes it tolerable if there's an open bar to listen to these idiots. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You get it. Uh, the next one on the list is don't tell them that they're they're just a gun nut. Why not accuse them of plotting a duel while you're at it? This is so condescending. Listen, <laughs> if in this day and age... If you can't admit that we need any gun reform, any regulations, then yeah, you're an amosexual. You're a gun nut. You don't see the forest through the trees. You don't see that there's a problem. So yeah, you're a gun nut. It's our next t-shirt, dude. I'm a gun nut, an amosexual. (laughs) Yes. If you can't acknowledge that we have a gun problem in this country, that we could use some reform, some improvements, then you're a freaking in denial gun nut. If you have a bumper sticker on your car that is a Starbucks logo that says, I love guns and coffee, like you know, you've got issues, dude. I'm just here to tell you. They probably wouldn't get this, but when they start talking about not being a gun nut, I'd be like, okay, Aaron Burr, whatever you say. Who is Aaron Burr? Tell us. Aaron Burr. John Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. He was the third vice president of the United States. You've watched Hamilton. It's the third act. (laughs) And he had that big duel with Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. You know what? All I remember is this. I'm not giving up my shot. I'm not giving up my (laughs) shot. Now, hold on. I was just telling Nick the other day that I went to my kid's musical and halfway through, I'm like, I don't know what the plot of this thing is. (laughs) (laughs) You watched Hamilton. You don't know that there's a big thing with Aaron Burr and shooting and all that stuff. Let me be honest, dude. I watched (laughs) Hamilton really because of your firstborn thought it was important. And so did my wife. They were both like, you got to see it. It's the best thing ever. So I watched it and I was entertained by it all. I can't say that I remember a lot of it. (laughs) Well, well, (laughs) Don't admonish me for not following musicals very well either. Okay, fair enough. The next time you come to Boston, Nick, I will bring you to a particular bar, and you can say to anybody else that you got more in depth with Alexander Hamilton than any of them ever did. Okay, all right. It's a bar dedicated to Alexander Hamilton called Hamilton. Oh, that's fantastic, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Do they give away shots? Is that a promotional? (laughs) No, I'm not giving away my shot. Oh, damn it. You can't have it. Uh, The next one on this list, things you're not supposed to tell your conservative friends. Uh, I can't be friends with a Republican. Now, we've talked about on the show before that there is a day and age where I would agree that, you know, just because we disagree on tax cuts, we shouldn't be saying that. But nowadays, you're talking about morals. Yeah. And that's why I can't date a Republican, and why would I be friends with a Republican? Because I disagree with you on a moral human level. From the interior of your soul. Yes. Yeah. But here's a question, Steve. Yeah. If she was really hot, could you bang a Republican? 
Yes. That's not being friends. That's friends with benefits. That's <laughs> yeah, you can do that. But you honestly, that. no. I mean, honestly, no. I mean, I'm not looking for casual hookups. And I've said in my dating world, like, that's just a, a media deal breaker. Yeah, absolutely. A, a cons- yeah. You know, Trump-loving conservative and all that. So Danger. Exactly. Danger. The last one I will put on the list here is uh, you're just afraid of change. But again, mm. make America great again implies you want things not to change, not to be progressive. So, yeah, I think you are afraid of change. Mm-hmm. There's some of these, dude, that I think are really light. I don't have any problem saying that to a Republican. Like, hey, you seem to be afraid of change. I mean, you know, like I, that's going to hurt your feelings. It's like saying it seems to be raining because I'm standing outside and I'm getting wet. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you do seem to be against change. Like some of the stuff where you're outwardly, uh, you know, punching their morality and saying like you're a bad, you're a crap bag because you do this, you do that. Like you got to ease into some of that stuff. But some of these just come right out and say it, dude. I mean, this is one of your tenants, right? Like, uh, you are against change, right? Again, make America great again. You obviously are again. You don't like things that have changed. You want to go backwards. So don't make it your slogan if, if it's not true. Yes. So happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Good luck. With all that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I would love to see the converse side of this article. Well, okay, lady, what should I be saying to conservatives then that won't offend their little snowflakiness? Uh, maybe this is a peace treaty for 24 hours on Thanksgiving, a uh, peace treaty on Christmas. I mean, if you're going to be around those people, you probably shouldn't even have these conversations because they'll probably not go anywhere other and than wh- in the garbage. It, it, would this woman encourage Hamilton? Like, don't speak out against the king. Like, it's going to offend the king. Don't tell him that he's so into taxes. Like, how do we have a conversation then if we can't speak the freaking truth? Yeah, this is true. Some of these conversations are hard. They come to a, a fever pitch where at some point it has to take place. It has to. Yeah. Like, you know, things are going to keep being so politically crazy. Some of these conversations are going to have to be had. Or I hate to sound like old DT, but you're not going to recognize this country. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's totally true. So many conservatives hold the founding fathers up as being the gospel. They can do no wrong. They're infallible. But they were all about progress and change. They literally went across the freaking ocean to get away from all that crap, start a new country where we could be a melting pot and every human has their own basic rights as long as you're not a woman or black. But, um, (laughs) you know, like they were the kings of progress and change. Yeah. So when did all that stop? They yeah. were a constitution that has amendments, uh, by definition, things you change. Yet nowadays, it's like, no, 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 they were perfect. They were correct. Don't change the constitution. Like, no. Uh, well, enough is enough. <laughs> I mean, come on. Enough is enough. That's my next T-shirt. Enough is enough. We don't want to change. Know. Invite Uncle Jack Daniels to the next holiday party because it's the only yeah, way you can go. through it if you got to talk politics. So. Those loose lips sink ships, dude. I mean, you could be opening up a can of worms. Don't get too drunk. Just get a little buzz on. Yeah. yeah. It's all fair. So I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. Uh, I think if you're going to have these conversations, be real, be honest, call a, call a spade a spade, or just don't bother. So I, I don't agree with almost any of that crap on that list that, oh, don't, don't hurt their feelings by telling them they're anti-science when they are yeah. proudly anti-science. Like You got anyone on your list uh, that you plan to have a conversation with for the holidays? 
all of the harnesses that were conservatives are dead. You know, we've <laughs> so, yeah, when we have gatherings, it's all like-minded people. And I've weeded them out on my Facebook page from old high school idiot classmates or whatnot. And friends of mine, like, yeah, like I, I why would I be hanging out with you if you're staunchly conservative? Maruski? I don't have anybody currently that I need to have a conversation with. No. You know what, dude, this is uh we don't have to dive deep into this, but it just made me think like, what about children and parents from the other end? Like if you found out your son or daughter were a staunch Republican. It's funny you mentioned that because my kid, if you look at his Facebook profile and you look at his information, it says that he's a Republican and he's Catholic. But mm. knowing that he grew up in Indiana, yeah. uh, right in South Bend, I just I'm not surprised by it because you get a lot of the things that, that you think are right with the world from those who raise you. Sure. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. On, on either side. Right. I yeah. Mean, there's some sort of indoctrinating that happens and. Hopefully in your formative years, you start to make some of your own decisions and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it comes from somewhere. So you think he's Republican, but hanging around, you guys have never got into it. No, because here's the thing, though. He follows me on Twitter. He knows where I stand. <laughs> well, and I mean, that's my point right there, dude, is there are these people in our lives that we're obviously still going to have some relationships with. And yeah. it's just up to set up these fences of like, what does that relationship look like? Hopefully, if you want to talk about it, you can. But sometimes things are better left unsaid. Am I not right? No, you're 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 right a lot of the time, and you're not going to change your uncle or your grandpa's mind and that kind of thing. Now, uh, for me, if my kids came to me at and started espousing a uh, conservative crap or whatever, I would I would view that as if they came to me and said, uh, "I like Nazis now," or "I love heroin." Would you feel their Would you feel their forehead see if they had a fever? Yeah, I would do an intervention. <laughs> like I would get involved. Like because again, nowadays left and right is uh, speaking to your morals. So where did yeah. you go off the the deep end? Where did I lead you astray? Like we're going to talk about this, right? Um, my son a couple of months ago spouted some conservative talking point i think he said he heard that msnbc was not a real news network i think that's what it was and neo and i both were like pause where did you hear that i didn't hear that from any of us so right. where are you getting that stuff from i want to know and he got like, guys like geez like i'm like you're getting that crap from like tiktok or something and that you know that's fine i'm not going to throw you off tiktok but we need to talk about that because that is a conservative baloney talking point and he got very like, oh, geez, am I in trouble? Like, but <laughs> kind of like, I don't want to hear that kind of crap. And let's get into where you heard it so I can debunk it. I'm not just going to go, oh, agree to disagree, son. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. Like, no. Therein lies the difference, right? Brewski's got an adult son who is what he is, you know, and you have, uh, you know, young a teenager. Kids. Yes. My, my kids are still in formidable years and I have a chance to be part of that. And again, like I, someone years ago was like, all right, you're a parent. Are you going to talk about politics and religion? You know, my parents never did. My parents never brought up politics or religion, but mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm definitely going to bring all that up because I'm trying to 
I'm trying to teach these kids, and these are things that I have opinions on and beliefs on. If they grow up and want to become whatever, then that's your choice at that stage. But I feel negligent if I didn't speak out against conservative politics or or certain religions and whatnot. Like, isn't it? Don't you find it interesting though that your parents never spoke about politics, and you grew up the way you did, which is pretty much just like them. Which leads me to think that uh these a lot of these actions these thoughts are displayed you know this is how i live my life i'm good to people i i want to do this like you learn that from them even silently right yeah you know back in those days there were finite differences between the two parties but you know my parents raised me to be a good moral person not to because i'm afraid to go to hell or something just because it's the right thing to do so that naturally as politics split put me into the left category right so yeah you know this is not a uh a time in political history to be just let your kids be whatever they want to be because who cares like no, it, it speaks to your morals. It speaks to ethics. It speaks to how we treat other people. So I would they be grounded? Like if uh, just I, I, I don't want to use Crosby as a personal example, but like if your kid came to you and said, like, I'm a Republican, I'm sorry, this is I read everything. This is how I feel. I want to be this. Would they be grounded? That would be like one of my kids coming to me and saying, I'm a genie now. Or <laughs> like, how could you be? This is not that's not possible. What do but you it is then this in this scenario i mean what are you going to send them to therapy listen i would get to the root of it just like if my daughter came to me and said i'm a stripper now like okay but why are you a stripper why are you a republican where is this coming from that's what i'm going to get at the root of and then you'll figure out the rest on your own so you think all strippers are republican no definitely not i'm saying (laughs) i'm saying some strippers do it because they were abused or drug addicted like they have something terrible that has led them to that lifestyle just like conservatives like if you're a hate-filled anti-science discriminatory person you're going to end up in the republican party so i won't address the fact that you're republican i'll go to the root and figure (laughs) out why are you relating to that And I've said before with adult entertainment, if you're doing it from empowerment, great. If you're doing it because your daddy diddled you and that's all you know, that's your only value, then we got to get to the root problem here, not the symptom, you know? Yeah. Well, that's good work right there. Thank you, Bruce. There There you go. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That'll wrap it up for us today. Thanks, Steve. Hey, you're welcome. I always appreciate your opinions, <laughs> your thoughts. I don't know if that's true, but I appreciate you saying that. Well, we do. I mean, <laughs> even if we don't agree with it, we like to hear it. You know, <laughs> so that's what the show is all about. Brewski, uh, thank you for our gifts. And thank you for the gift that is you, old friend. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. The vocal minority with Nick and Steve, Ala Brewski. That's just uh, the title. Doesn't mean Brewski's any less important. He's got his own caveats, actually. (laughs) (laughs) We're just Nick and Steve, two humans. You've got like Ala Brewski. Like, that's a special acknowledgement there. So. All right. Say goodbye, Brewski. Goodbye, Brewski. And we say bye-bye. Test one, two. Test one, two. Stop. Are you done playing things? I'm done.